You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike. Rob, Mike, what's good, homie? Mike, you know what uh, this week uh, is in the bowling world, right? Bowl Expo? It is Bowl Expo week. So you know what that means? I don't. It, it means every company is coming out with all their new bowling ball releases oh, this God. week. The, you know, it, but but the, it's such a farce because the bowling ball companies are always coming out with new releases. So like what's the hype of new releases when there's always new releases? Dude, there's new releases on top of new releases. You got trend sequels coming out. You have Well, let's let's go this direction, right? We'll kick it off. We'll kick it off in high gear tonight. Is Jason Belmonte eventually going to have his own offshoot bowling ball company? Oh, you mean like Roto Grip kind of the way mm-hmm. It's just be like a belt, like almost like Project Rock with the Under Armour. I mean, Armor. is that is is that where this is going? I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, he, he's he's been releasing enough bowling balls that I could see something like that happening. Needs to yeah, release he, more good ones, from what I can see. But <laughs> dude, the trend is was pretty good. I I didn't get it. The, I, the I trend was it. good. The trend so, did look like a good ball. Come on, be honest though. Some of the other ones have been stinkers. Yeah, I mean the timeless was was kind of a kind of bad, but I think some people like it, but most people like kind of. Well, any I mean people are going to get behind anything he gets behind. So yeah, it's true. Shout outs to all the people in the chat room. Bellotti, what's good? What's good? Enjoying summer. Enjoying summer. Hamilton, Charlie Tap. People are commenting on the start of summer for me there, Rob. Uh, finished up work on Monday. Uh, celebrated by coming home and jumping in the pool with the fam. And uh, life is good, bro. Are are you going to uh, after the pool? Are you going to the pro shop to drill five of the newest must-have bowling balls uh, that are must strike? That that strike. No. I, so actually, this is this is something we got away from last week because, and I didn't bring it up because I actually didn't bowl. I couldn't make it. Uh, to league two weeks ago, but I bowled league last week, so we should talk about that. And I actually drilled a ball uh, last week. What'd you drill? I drilled uh, a gold hustle. Oh, okay, because they were so dry, right, in the first week? Yeah. Yeah, I was super dry. So the first week I bowled, I post-bowled on a Sunday morning, and I think we told the story here. Yeah, you and, must have uh, it. Yeah, they were they – were, they were, I mean, it was unbelievable how dry they were. I told you I could have used plastic if I wanted to. So I went to the actual league the following – no, I missed the following Thursday. But last Thursday, I actually showed up for the league on the regular night. And uh, they were pretty dry, but they weren't as dry as they were on Sunday. So let, I'll talk about – let's talk about league. Uh had somebody encourage me to get in handicap brackets. Okay. Right? Right? I mean, cringeworthy, right? Like, 
Okay, so I let's mean, put this in perspective all, real quick. Like they they rate you on your on whatever you shot the first week is like your average, right? So oh I think I'm average. I was averaging like two oh five. Okay? A three game established for handicap brackets. <laughs> yeah. What kind of shit yeah. show are you bowling, dude? Dude, listen. I told you I'm I'm bowling this league because my homie shout to GQ, uh, GQ. who bowled who bowled great on Thursday as well. He went front seven the third game through through it really well. Oh, he got uh, nervous. He started squeezing he, in the. He eight. did. He squeezed a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Come on, GQ. Uh, Let's get it together, man. Yeah. So he's doing well. He's coming along. But uh, you know, I'm bowling this league because you know, like I said, I wanted to bowl with him, and it was convenient for us. Whatever. I wasn't really worried about the league itself or the quality of the league or this and that. Now. Uh, my opponent, who I was matched up against in this doubles match, shout to Danny Coppola. What's up, Hoss? Uh, two forty nine. He comes in at after the first two weeks. So I had to listen to him cry for the first twenty minutes of the night about how I'm two oh five and he's two forty nine, and 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 I'm like, well, what? that's I mean, your first fault, off, bro. Like, exactly. First off, who any real league bowler knows that you're not bowling like you're not going out coming out of the gate swinging right like there is a, there is an average management to to anybody who wins leagues consistently right which is they stupid lose. and we're 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 going to talk about that at some point tonight something i want to get into about leagues but if we have time cuz we kind of have a packed show tonight and a lot to talk about but if we don't get to it, let's put that on the back burner for next week about leagues and whether the, the question i want to ask rob is like does the format of putting together leagues completely need to be rethought and, and changed? But we'll, we'll come to that in a little bit, right? Maybe. Uh, I agree, Rob. You know, like what are you averaging 254? And you want to know, so he shot 770 at me. So his average is going to go up next week, okay? Uh, it sounds tough. So, so I go in. Here's my night. I go in. The ball that I had planned to use – I put it on the rack and I noticed that it's cracked in half from the bottom of the thumb hole, like all the way down to the bottom of the ball. So I'm like, all right, obviously that one's out. Pro shop guy, shout to Chris, stranding arrow, didn't have the gold hustle done for me yet. You know, I just walked in and, you know, we, we set it up right then. So I threw, uh, you know, a backup ball that I just had in my bag. Uh, and. I, I ended up shooting six ninety nine for three. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great. Respect, it wasn't I bad. mean, it's respectable. It's so respectable. so like once I figured once I figured out that in order in order to knock all ten down consistently, I you had to like I was trying to avoid the dry. Okay, I didn't I didn't really want to even want the ball to approach touching the dry part of the lane because they're so dry. And it was it was reacting so violently off of that, so I I didn't I had some success, but I couldn't carry all that well for the first two games, and then the last game uh, I really took a huge step left and just committed to throwing it to the to to the dry spot on the lane, you know, deeper down the lane, and uh, and yeah, I, I just couldn't miss. I mean, it was like no matter what I did. As long as I got it to that spot, it was just going to make it look right. It could come off my hand the wrong way. It could be fast. It could be slow. It could be whatever. It was It was going to hit. It was probably going to knock 10 down. I think I shot like 268 the last game or something like well, that or 250, I mean, 258. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get much in the first two games. I know that. 
And then it just the shows game. you though. It just shows you though, like when you bowl in a league, even if they're easy, they're still easy for people that either match up to, yeah. to the center, or there is some kind of adjusting that takes place in a house league. Yeah, but um, it, but but hold on a minute. It's it, it's so different than the adjustments that need to be made bowling right. on actual conditions, yeah. right? Like oh, like bowling on actual conditions. You can use as many ball lane play combinations as you want, and until you throw it well, they're not going to get you much success. In in the in the house shot angle of it, all you got to do is find that right combination for you. All you got to do is find that right combination of ball layout, transition, you know how to play them that you're comfortable with that can kind of keep you in your in your your wheelhouse. And yeah, then you basically go in and repeat that week after week. So <clears throat> as I finished up, uh, pro shop guy, my pro shop guy came down with the hustle for me. So I decided to stick around and uh, and throw an extra two games and, and practice with that. And yeah, it was good. It looked good. I mean, I think I can go in this week and play him a lot straighter. Uh, use the dry part of the lane a little bit more because the it won't be the the ball won't be so so hooky off of the dry. I would say. Are you going to take the surface because that ball comes out of the box shiny, right? It does. No, I'm going to leave it shiny. Honestly, no, don't leave it shiny, dude. No, no, dude. Take it at so. least at like, dude. First off, if anybody out there is listening, this is coming from some of the most high, high, highest competitive bowlers, just from experience. Never ever throw a ball out of the box if it's if it's shiny. Uh, they use the shine for marketing so it looks better on the shelf. Every bowler that I've ever ran into that knows what they're doing has always told me to take the shine off the ball. If you wanna if you wanna use it shiny, then like use a, a two thousand and then bring it up to four thousand and use right. it at four thousand. Yeah, I'll hit it tomorrow. I'll hit it tomorrow. So yeah, that that was kind of my league night. We actually won the match five four. It's two 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 three. So we lost the first two games. We won the third game. We won totals. And uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I, it, it was fun. It's fine. You know, we're having a few beers while we're bowling and kind of doing yeah, our thing. What, but yeah, that's what it's the for. The guy man. that I was bowling against was like, "Oh, you should get in the handicap brackets." And I'm like, "Bro, I, I'm not getting in handicap brackets, bro." Not in a house league. That's that that easy. Not you know. Come on, but I got in scratch brackets. I got in ten. I think it was ten scratch brackets. Oh, they got right. They got that many, huh? In the league? Yeah, I mean, there's like twenty six doubles teams or something. Oh wow, that's pretty good. So I got in ten scratch brackets. I think I won two. I got sixty bucks back. Uh, So not bad. I think I went like two zero. I went like two zero or two teen, two thirty, and then or like two forty, close to two forty, and then like two fifty eight the last game, something it, like that. It sounds like the people who are going to score the best in that league are the ones that are going to be able to live on the dry, right? Like you said, so like like the people with the low rev rates or the low high rev, rev rates, right? Or low the high rev, rev rates, rate, spinning left. No, nah, right. I'll be honest. I think high rev rate, you're kind of dead in this place to a certain Over degree. and under? You get a little wet yeah. dry maybe? Yep, yep. Like I yeah. think uh, spinny, if you can spin it off your hand, the ball's going to look real good. 
because yeah, it's going to get just... to the dry. It's going to get to the All dry right. and delay for for a few feet, and then make a real hard hard charge. Uh, and if you got low rev rate, high speed, you're going to look real good in this place. Yeah, dude. Trust me. If I, I know the kind of shot, take that gold hustle down to like two thousand, and it's going to help you like calm the dry down if you miss right, and if you miss left, it's going to help you with the wet dry. Um, you know, the that to me, you're gonna you're gonna try to have to try to find something that's going to be able for you to play right. The guy, the um, guy who I was bowling against, who shot seven seventy. He was using a blue hustle that was probably five years old and looked like it had been through a war. So uh, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, how but, what kind of surface did he have on it? You couldn't even tell because it was so beat up. So obviously, you know, it's uh, yeah. it. That, well, listen, that's posted. how dry they are. That's how dry yeah. they are in this place right now. So keep you know, us posted. I'd be interested to yeah, see yeah, how, what happens absolutely. in that league. Absolutely, but, I think I think we're in first place though. I'm not. We're either in first or second because we were in second last week and we won the match. So I don't know what the team who was in third did or whether they're going to jump us or not. But I believe we're in first or second. Not that it matters to me at all, honestly. Uh, but I listen. I do enjoy bowling with uh, my buddy GQ. Shout to him. You know he's very beginner level, very beginner level, and I I'm I'm having a good time helping him out. You know, trying to show him a few things. I had our sweep the rack grip sack there, Rob. I was handing them out to people. It was it was it's awesome to have your own grip sack. You know, I was like, okay, this is great, keeping my hand nice and dry. They're very good, very quality product there. And uh, yeah, that was it. We had a good time. We actually went out to dinner before we bowled, and then you know we bowled, hung out for a little bit after while I practiced. And uh, yeah, it was it. I actually wanted to get out and practice this week, but yeah, I've been a little bit busy. I was also under the weather. Uh, a little bit on Father's Day and then Monday again. I'm actually still recuperating a little bit here. Uh, allergies have been extremely bad, but yeah. Well, uh, guess what, Mike? Guess where I get to go this weekend? It next week is Tat Week. I so, saw. I saw. I mean, you were you were heavy on social media this weekend. I know. I got a little bit. I got a little bit drunk Friday, so I, I posted some videos that I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? Um, but uh, yeah, um, this week. Next week is Tat Week. I'm leaving Sunday. Uh, I actually took the whole week off. Um, so I will be out there bowling as much as I can, really, as much as like they let me bowl. I mean, I'm not going to be bowling like seven or eight squads, but I'll be bowling a lot of the, fr the freebie squads where you can make money in brackets. Uh, haven't been really bowling that much the last month because of the move and, and whatnot, but um, you know, I feel good just physically. I feel good. So we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, hopefully I can make a good run in that tournament. So if anybody's out there, I look forward to it. I'm sure it'll be busy. You know, they're taking pretty much all of the restrictions off that they had the last tournament. Um, they'll be using the whole house at the Orleans. Uh, they'll, um, you know, they're using all the pairs, uh, no masks if you're va if you're vaccinated. So, you know, this will be probably the first normal tournament that I bowled since the pandemic uh, is kind of done or over. So yeah, um, uh, I'm sure to give everybody a report next Wednesday on how that's looking. I'll be back at uh, mom's doing the, the podcast. So Mike, real quick though, um, let me tell you about my trip back to Vegas. So I ended up with two flat tires in a matter of two and a half hours in the middle of the desert. So that was fun. Uh, 120 degree weather, changing a tire in the middle of the desert isn't exactly 
a fun ride home uh, from Arizona. But other than that, uh, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of chance to watch a whole lot of bowling this week. Um, I know that the, the PBA was running all those King of the Hill shows. Mike, it seemed like there was always a, a new king every time I checked on social media. Like, oh, new king Barnes and new king, you know, so-and-so and the new king this. And I just, like, couldn't keep up with, like, what was going on. Um, All right, but, well, let's, yeah. let's review the action. Uh, sure. I also have some betting to get into. So last last week, there had already been two of the female shows. Or th- I'm sorry, three of the female shows were done before we, you know, came on the air last week. And that was the uh, the Daria Pajak and Clara Guerrero match mm-hmm. with uh, Kelly is the king, but Daria won. So Queen. then the next show you had Dan- Danielle McEwen against uh, Maria Jose Rodriguez. And Daria wins again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, McEwen wins the first match and then Daria wins again. Uh, then you had Missy Parkin and Diana Zavjalova. Missy Parkin beats uh, Diana. Then she beats uh, Daria and becomes the new empress. So while we were on the air last week, uh, you had Liz Johnson against Ashley Galante. And uh, Rob, we, the corp, part of the corp had major, major dollars on this match. Uh, PJ Haggerty and I, shout to PJ, uh, we, we put $400 on Liz to win this match. To win just a hundred bucks, <laughs> so uh, we take but, but oh the, my god, it, PJ called this in as the lock of the century. Okay, he called this in as the lock of the century. So uh, we did win that bet. All right, and then uh, Liz Johnson goes on to defeat Missy Parkin. She becomes the new empress, and then that final show, Rob, was Stephanie Johnson against Verity Crawley. I didn't bet on that. I thought that was a tough match to call. Uh, Stephanie Johnson defeats Verity. She goes on to defeat Liz Johnson, and Stephanie Johnson ends up as the uh, King of the Hill Empress Edition winner. And, you know, if they do it again next year, obviously she would come back and start as the Empress there. So, uh, Rob, any any final thoughts on the, on the ladies' version there before we get into the men's version? Uh, I think kind of... One of the like things that I kind of want to talk about is, and I know there was a lot of questions online about this, and this goes for both the men and the women, is how exactly did the PBA select these pros? Um, there, there was no input or any kind of qualifying or any kind of selection, I guess, details on how exactly they picked these certain females to bowl. Um, and look, like going through a lot of these ladies who bowled, mostly all of them, I'd say most of them deserved, you know, to be on the show because these are established, well, pros. There were a few questionable ladies that they had on. Um, but I guess for the men also, there there were some questions and why they pick certain pros and why they left certain pros out. I think they chose it based off of who they wanted to choose, and that's it. Yeah, I agree. There wasn't a ton of rhyme and reason to it, you know. Uh, no no disrespect to either of these guys as examples, but, you know, when you get a, a, a Tim Mack and an Anthony Nyer 
you know, featured in a competition like this, it, it, it seems rather random, you know. Uh, oh, completely random. And I understand it. I mean, I don't, I don't think it takes a, a ton of deep speculation to figure out why the, some of those choices were made. Uh, I think Shep Ramsey in the chat makes an excellent point by saying probably whoever was marketable, uh, you know, seems seems like a, a reasonable way to look at it to me. Uh, but I, I honestly, though, Rob, I don't think, even, and and I think this is what I learn out of it is even when you can pick the bowlers who are going to be on, it doesn't guarantee that anything great or interesting or viral or marketable is actually going to happen. That's a, I mean, it's a fair point because, like, we're the shows that, um, I don't know, someone like an Ashley Galante, right, who, you know, is to me a questionable lady that they picked, right? Like, she is a great bowler in her own right. I'm not taking any credit away from her. But uh, there are definitely a lot of ladies that probably uh, deserved to be on a show just based on performance, right, on the PWBA. Um, now – was having Ashley on, did it make the show more marketable for the PBA? Um, not sure, really. Uh, I, I, you'd have to like, I'd have to see the ratings, I guess, on uh, and see if the ratings spiked while those shows were being aired. Personally, I rather have seen, I rather would have seen, um, uh, man, I just forgot her name. It went blank. The 16 year old that, uh, Jillian Martin. For, I rather would have seen Jillian Martin. I think she's, you know, if you could, if you're gonna have Nair on the show with the men, I like, I like to see to have Jillian Martin on the show on one of those uh, PWBA shows and let her maybe beat up on some of the the legends. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, she's very marketable. She's young and she is exciting to watch too. So I don't know, just kind of one of my thoughts while I was watching. Yeah, but again, like even even if you put her in there, and I, I agree with your comments on her from what I've seen thus far, like it, it doesn't guarantee that anything marketable or viral or something of that nature is going to happen. I mean, it's the same thing with Anthony Nyer. Like, yeah, he made the 710. It went viral. Okay, great. Like, you know, that, that was a cool thing for bowling. But, you know, it doesn't mean that the next time you bring him on, uh, some something amazing or viral is going to happen again. Right. So, uh, all right, let's 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 talk about the men's competition because I had, I had bets there too, Rob. Uh First match was Chris Barnes against AJ Johnson. I took AJ match. Johnson. They what? Did you say good match? No, it was a good match. In the fact, it was a like, terrible match. No, 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 no. They no, both no, no, bowled no. like dog shit. No, no, okay. no. no. Uh, you didn't let me finish. I, I, I was saying it was a good match on paper. Like when originally you saw the matches that were lined up, like for the show, like you would have thought like that would have have been like the best match out of the whole show. Um, and it just look, a, a, AJ Johnson could never get comfortable. Um, and well, he just Bar started, Barnes out started out by missing spares. Yeah. Uh, he's missing single pins and missing approach, spares. Approach issues, I think. Yeah, approach issues. AJ, AJ has the door wide open, right? Just right. just cannot get past himself and, and shut the door in any way whatsoever and allows Barnes to hang around and hang around and win the match. I bet on AJ in that match. I lost, so I got I got off to a losing start there. Uh, Barnes then faces Prather, and he beats Prather, uh, 245, 225. Barnes takes the king spot from Prather, okay? Uh, Parker Bone then bowls Yes for Svensson. Again, 
Uh, Miss spares in this match, a big factor with Jesper Svensson. Uh, I had Parker Bone in this match, plus 300. I had Parker plus 300. Okay. Great, can't beat those odds, Parker. <laughs> can't beat right. those odds. Can't no. beat those no. odds in a one-game match. Right. Uh, with one of the greatest to ever do it against a guy who, let's be, you know, let's be honest, uh, misses spares a lot. Misses spares on TV regularly. Okay. Uh, Parker Bone goes on to Bull Barnes, and Bone beats Barnes in the King match, making him the king. You know, way over 50 here, Rob. I think he's like 57 years old, 56 years old, Parker. I thought that was the best moment of the weekend, was watching him win, watching him win the King match, particularly with his family there. His kids were really hyped up. Uh, I thought that was kind of the highlight of the weekend. He's uh, a great guy. Parker, yeah, we got to get, him. I mean, I gotta get like, him on the show. He's He is, you know – Bowling's ambassador, man. I know. I gotta you know, get. I gotta really, reach like out it, to Parker. I gotta. We gotta point, get him as an interview. At this point, I don't know. Honestly, I think we're a little too irreverent for Parker. I do. I don't even. I don't. I don't even know. Like he. He's. He's. Uh. He, he's. He's too straight and narrow. Uh, oh, you think he's too PC? Yeah, for our for our uh, for our way of doing things. But uh, listen, I, get, I we love it him up. We could loosen him up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He he uh definitely like ambassador of the sport man you know for sure like uh, one of the greats it, you know one of the greatest forms ever in the history of the game okay Dude, and just you. his accomplishments are just off the charts great guy you know uh, a winner who also has done it the right way so yeah I thought it was the coolest part of the weekend to see him win and take take the take over the king then you had uh. Anthony Nyer against Chris Vi. I I had Anthony Nyer in that match, uh, not not for a, a large amount in that match. I think I only I only had uh, uh, like fifty bucks on him in that match. So I took Anthony Nyer in that match, and then Nyer bowls Parker Bone, and Parker Bone again defeats Anthony Nyer uh, in a close one, two forty seven to two forty five. That was a great match as well, and uh, they had a little moment at the end of the match there. You know, you like they they shook hands at the end of the match, and there were some words exchanged. And Parker said something to Anthony Nyer. Anthony Nyer like walked away, and then came back and said something else to him. And I was kind of like, "Wow, that that was an interesting exchange." The, see, those are the kind of things that I want to hear. Those are the those are the kinds of exchanges that I I want to hear what's going on. Uh, so that was a great show as well. Well, you know, then Parker had, didn't say anything. You know, you know, Parker didn't say anything like I know, but I just I want to hear. Though. I know he did. I know he did. <laughs> you know, but he, I just want to hear, and I want to hear what Anthony Nyer says to Parker as well. You know, because again, this is a guy who's like one of the greats of the game. Uh, all right, so going into Sunday, then I was up with the betting, Rob. I was up, and I had Tim Mack. All right, at plus three hundred odds for fifty bucks. All right, so if Tim Mack won his match, I was looking real good for the weekend. Uh, I didn't put a bet in on the Tom Darty francois Laveau match. I thought that one was a tough one. Uh, Tim Mack, not able to pull it out. Jason Sterner, wow, bowled great. Out of all the people that bowled over the weekend, Jason Sterner was the sharpest of the group. Uh, just really cannot stress enough how well he bowled and the quality to, to which he executed the whole time. 
that he was on these shows. And it showed because he, he wins the, the match against Tim Mack. He wins the King spot from Parker going away. Okay. Then Tom Doherty beats Francois Laveau. And Jason Sterner is able to, again, beat Tom Doherty. And he ends up as the reigning King of Bayside there. Uh, so no, shout to Jason Sterner. Go ahead. Question about Tim Mack. Now, you know, you're, you're a bowling historian. Was that the first solo individual PBA show that Tim Mack bowled on in his career? No. Because I don't remember him making a show no, like... No. Uh, so, on national TV, yes. But is it the first show he's made? I do not believe it is. I think there was a... There was like a, I don't want to say it was an extra frame event. It was, it was like a, you know, an internet only event that took place a couple of years ago where I believe he made a run at the ladder. Uh, but on TV, yes, I believe, I believe it was. Okay. Cause that's, that's somebody who, if, you know, it didn't have as much injuries as, and we've had him on the show. We've interviewed him. Uh, great interview. If, if you guys want to pull that out of the, uh, the the film uh, friend friend of the show for sure. Yeah, so I'd be curious to, and I I think yes, that was his first PBA like national show that he bowled a match on, not being like a coach or not being on some like PBA league team or whatever it was. But um, we want to talk about uh, somebody who if didn't have injuries. Yeah, and- that that was it. Shep is right. I, I didn't I didn't recall it. I thought it was Maine. I thought it was the Maine shootout. But, yes, that was the one that I'm recalling where he made a run in that event. And I don't think it was like a, a traditional, quote, unquote, show or stepladder, but he, he was in the finals of that event. And he did have a chance to win the title in that event. Uh, so, y- y- listen, I understand why they chose him to bowl. I mean, oh, the, guy, yeah, the, guy, the guy brings the, brings the hype like, like anybody. I mean, if you – if you had your pick of guys you want to see bowl in that environment, he would absolutely 100% be on my list because he can bring that fire. You know, you see the fire he brings just coaching the PBA league team up there. Uh, you know, but he, he wasn't able to get it, you know, wasn't able to get it going. Dude, Tom Clark, you guys, Coley, you guys don't have Joe Stillman's number. Who reached out to me. Let's get, let's get him on the King of the Hill show. You want to talk about, you want to talk about uh, Joe Stillman versus Tim Mack match on TV? You want to talk about some fire and some ratings? Anyhow, jump, Mike, get me and you on the show. Let's bowl each other on the King of the Hill. You want to? Yo, put me against Bill. You want to see us? You want to see some major shit talking? I don't even honestly. I don't even think you need people like us bowling on the show. I think you need people like us in the crowds of these shows. Dude, is what I bro. think. And I think I think you need people like us in the crowds of these shows when we're able to bet on the shows and be in the crowd while we're betting because that would give me a rooting interest no matter who uh, is bowling, right? Mike, it would give me something to, to root for, root, yeah. root against. And and this this is a good – any we're, we're going to transition into a different sure, part sure. of this conversation here. So, like, any final thoughts on the competition here, Rob, in terms of the bowling for the King of the Hill or the actual yeah. event? I like the event. Um, look, anytime you could bring bowling on TV and you have one-on-one matches and you could bet on him. Now, I, I'd like to see them go further with the betting where you were actually able to bet the King of the Hill matches. You know, um, I think you that hit the nail on the head right there, my man. I know. I, mean, I know. The, 
Bill's dad was up at my house on Saturday. We were hanging out and we were watching and I was betting and he was going over my bets and whatnot. And we were, he, he was blown away that you weren't able to bet the King match. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like they, and, yeah, and, you need you manpower. Know. You need right, Fox right. sports, but you need them to have manpower to be doing that. You know, maybe have, they should have a representative on site at the show with a laptop and then they should be just putting the bets in. But I mean, look, I'm like how, Fox. how nice would it have been to be able to ride that Parker Bone wave the whole oh. way through? Okay, With those I odds been, too. I would have been surfing on that Parker Bone wave, son, the uh-huh, whole way that, through. All right, for sure. Um, but it looked like it was awesome seeing Maine back to being Maine. Awesome seeing the fans back being, you know, the fans. It didn't seem like they missed the beat, Mike. You know, uh, in the crowds, they're chanting. They're just atmosphere so love the king of the hill shows the empress shows i think it was all fun uh i do i'm looking forward to seeing some serious bowling go down again uh and i know there'll be some serious bowling going on the next weekend uh which we'll talk about um you know the pba tour finals so but other than that what a great way to bring back bowling on maine and got some bets in you were able to, to make some money or lose money and yeah, Maine is awesome. You know, it's just a great environment. And anybody who's against that Maine environment, you know, needs to, you know, go back to the 1980s and, you know, uh-huh. watch. Wait till worst of the week. Wait till worst of the week this oh, week. I got, got something for uh, the people. Perfect. I got something for the people. It's funny you say that. Uh, can I be 100%? Can I keep it 100 on here? Because that's what we, we always do. keep it in 100. We always keep it 100 up, up here. You know, I watched this thing on TV. It was uh, it was football life with Eric Dickerson, and he had a lie. He had a line that I really loved that I thought like applied to me a lot. And it was uh, it was like if you he said if you don't want the truth, don't ask me. And I was like, oh, that's 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 a pretty good line. Uh, I didn't think the crowds were as great as they've been at Bayside. Okay, I really why? Didn't. What was the, why? I thought that, that I thought the numbers were down. Somewhat. Well, they couldn't be a capacity. True. I don't. I don't know what the rules were, etc. Yeah, there was. Uh, I yeah, thought my, that they were not at full capacity. I believe. I thought that the setting, the like the set, the actual set, took away from the surroundings at Bayside. Somewhat. Okay. I, think, I could get on that. I, I think you want to have that back section open at Bayside. Yes. Where like the railing is, and you want to you want to have the people all the way through the settee behind the bowlers and whatnot if you can, right? Uh, was it a hundred person limit? Okay, all right. If that if if it was, then then you know they definitely sold it out. I don't know if it was a hundred person limit though, because it looked like there were more than a hundred people in there. The the, the for the, there, for the show was that some were kind of limit in the afternoon on on the weekends, and I know there was definitely a limit. Uh, but he, here's what it made me think about. It made me think that it's not that hard, and I caught a lot of disagreement about this on Twitter when I put this out there this week, but it's not that hard to duplicate that environment. You know, oh, okay, so people are saying they sold 100 tickets. Okay, fair enough. Sold 100 tickets. There are probably some extra people in the building, I would imagine, so it was probably a little bit over 100. Uh Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's go ahead. Insane. Go ahead, Rob. Let me tell you something. Come on down the Carolier. Come on down the Carolier and get and give me help me help me out. Right. 
I, I'm telling you, we'll get it rocking way more than that. I, uh, I, I was going to tell you the next time Bill makes a major show, me and you should go down and uh, be in the crowd for it. And, you know, we get probably – we get good seats. Bill would hook us up. But, dude, could you imagine me and you together in the crowd? <laughs> Holy shit. That would be some – and, of course, a lot of the New Jersey people would be – peeps would be out too. It would be nuts. Um, Listen, I'm going to say – I'll put this out there. Go back on YouTube and Jimmy, Jimmy, if you're here or if you're listening to this later, maybe you can send this out for the people. It's tough to find. It's not an easy show to find on YouTube. But go on YouTube and watch the U.S. Open where Bill bowls um, Dan McClellan Okay, on a Friday night show. It's Bill against Dan McClellan. Go watch that show and tell me that that show – isn't as hype crowd-wise as as what we see at Bayside, especially in these most recent shows. But go ahead, Rob. Continue yeah, to so explain to me why I'm wrong because I'm yeah. going to defend myself here. I feel strongly about this. Go ahead. You're wrong because Bayside has a a different type of fans that follow bowling in that area. Charlie has a league, and the league is a, a way – type of different league than I, I think than any other bowling center uh, holds. Right. So he's got this like these, these league bowlers and these just fans that love bowling and they love to party and they love to drink. And it's like, uh, almost feels like they have some kind of like atmosphere there, like an environment that is very hard to duplicate in other places but, just because but of bowling has that everywhere. Right. Listen but to what you're saying. But listen bowlers, to me. But listen, let me finish. Bowlers let me finish. Who, who love bowling and like to have a good time and it have is. some drinks and have a good that's that describes like almost every bowler I know. No, no, that's not true. No, no, because it's different. It's just different. Look, like the and that could be true, Mike, where like certain areas have that kind of crowd, like maybe Carolier in New Jersey, maybe some other like places in the Midwest or you know, wherever, right? This the PBA, what they need to do is they need to guide the fans in that direction, right? You can't duplicate, you can't force them to have, you know, these these type of environments on the shows, but you could definitely guide them that way, right? I, I saw my brother um, put a, a, a post up here saying they need a tailgate. Yes, right? Great start, right? Have a tailgate, have a DJ, have Give beer away free stuff. Yeah, have beer Listen, specials, I, right? I don't think it's that hard to duplicate the crowds at Bayside. Now, I do think you have – you're right. I agree with everything you said about Bayside and what Charlie Mitchell has created up there and the leagues. I agree with all of that. You know that I do. But I think those two things are not mutually exclusive, okay? Uh, the, you know, you, you can you can have – Bayside can be what it is and you can still duplicate that. Okay, Uh, you know, I think that showing people that are into bowling or people that follow bowling that this is what the environment should be is something that should be promoted as an encouraging part of coming out and 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 doing a bowling show. Right. Many times we hear people argue for, oh, bowling should travel around. It should go to these smaller towns and cities where it might be more popular. I don't know. Maybe bowling should go to more specific places. 
whether it's big town, small town, big city, whatever, where you're going to have that opportunity to create those kinds of shows. Because clearly, the energy on those shows is something special. You know, the players enjoy it. They get into it. The fans obviously enjoy it. You know, I'm not saying that every show has to be a duplicate of what Bayside is. For instance, like, if, if the PBA comes to Carolier and I have a chance to, we have a chance to put something together there and do something, I, you know, I don't, I don't picture myself as chanting or anything of that nature. But you know, there'll be chirping going on and cheering going on and comments being made while the bowlers. Are, so it can be done in a different way. Places can have their own style, but what I'm talking about is creating more of that that party atmosphere around the bowling. Right? Well, I think that could be done. That could be done. Uh, you know, much more easier than than we, the bowling community, are making it out to be. Well, here's the thing: is if the PBA marketing dream team and Coley is is smart, they would definitely try to they would try to reproduce that, right? Recreate that environment. And Absolutely. like I see, I see like like messages in our chat room. You know, shot girls, right? Russell Yap, uh, maybe promo models. P- bring in PBR, like girl or girls or, or guys or whatever to go, you know, promote the beer, uh, tailgating, uh, you know, whatever they can do to, to get the crowd to be younger and to get that support in that area. Um, because look like you want to, you know, make this, a, a, a very like welcoming event for, you know, the 21 to 35 year old crowd. Okay to the 21 to 40 year old crowd, because guess what? Those are the people that have money in their pockets for the next 30 years. Okay. You don't want to market to the, you know, 70, 75 year old. You want to market to the 21 year old, right? Because these are the people that have, are going to go out. They're going to spend money on drinking. They're going to spend money on, on, uh, you know, the PBA. They're going to, I mean, look like you want to be market. You want to market to everybody, but you also want to know your specific genre and your specific target audience. And it it shows in Maine that that could work, and that has been a very you know great addition to the PBA. And I think a lot of people want to see it go that route. But Mike, do you do you have that kind of party atmosphere during these major tournaments? You know the no, U.S. Open. No, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think. Well, maybe, maybe you do. I, I'm not sure. I think that's something that you need to put a little bit of thought into uh, going forward. But I think, in terms of these made-for-TV events and some of the more minor events, yes, I do think it should be more of a more of a party atmosphere. Uh, Rob, can you put up the comment from Danny Jackson a little bit up? He says, uh, yeah. "I was there last weekend. These people are way different than anywhere else. The pro am on Friday was unlike any I have ever seen." Danny, I understand. I agree with you. I've been there. I've been there for the Pro-Am. But can, can I can I give you the other side of that, right? The bowlers themselves go into it with a different outlook and a different attitude because they know it's going to be a relaxed party atmosphere where most Pro-Ams, I would think most Pro bowlers dread bowling because it's like the boring run-of-the-mill, same old, same old. Well, why not make it more of that party atmosphere? Right now, I understand Bayside has a certain age demographic, a certain group of people. Not everybody that shows up to a PBA Pro-Am is going to you know, get involved in that type of environment to a large degree. But I think everybody can get involved to some degree. 
you know, not everybody has to be yelling and screaming and drinking, but people can be a part of that environment without really partaking in it all that much and just enjoying it, being a part of it, having fun. The bowlers themselves relax. They have a good time. So the whole environment is different. That's why I'm saying, like, uh, the PBA has to try and, uh, you know, duplicate that in some way. All right. We, we got to move on. We're, we're, go, we're going along here. We got to move on. Uh, tour finals, Rob. Tour finals is this weekend. So hopefully we're going to be able to bet on bowling again. Uh, I, th- Rob, there's some confusion between you and I as to whether this is actually on TV or not. Because the it says that it's CBS Sports Network, yeah. right? But then when you scroll down further in that post from the PBA, and again, folks, this is the PBA website we're talking about, so you know we can only we can only rely on it for so much. But when you scroll down further into that post, underneath the uh, section of PBA Tour Finals field, the last paragraph there reads as follows: Okay, PBA fans will be able to live stream the PBA Tour Finals on CBS Sports Network. Maybe you could watch it on TV and stream it at the same time. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, we'll see. I hope no, it's I, on, I hope it's on TV though. I think it's yeah, kind of awkward be. though. Like, why are it's still CBS Sports Network? Like, why is everything not with Fox at this point? You know, you just, yeah. I don't know. There's so much inconsistency. I've been, I've bitched about that for for how for how long, Mike? Oh. Mike's gone and he's back. Back. Sorry, you just yeah. had these uh, these King of the King of the Hill shows on Fox. Now we're going to switch over to CBS Sports Network for the tour finals. I don't know. I mean, I know it's contractual, and I know it was probably something that was arranged a while back, and whatever it may be. But I would just like to see more continuity there. But go ahead, Rob. Uh, so my brother on the chat room uh, wanted me to to read Kelly Kulik's recent Facebook posts, and I'm I'm going to do it because. Uh, I think it, it's kind of relating to what we're talking about. Uh, so hard to get bowling on TV, and yet I'm sitting here watching AirTag on NBC Sports Network. Hmm, I don't even know what it was. I, I don't even know it was a sport. So the the pros are uh, <laughs> paying attention to what's going on TV. AirTag, uh, but yeah, I've been bitching about that for years. Mike, CBS Sports, Fox Sports. Fox, uh, you know, so many different, um, you know, extra, uh, what is that? Uh, flow bowling. Uh, think about all the different channels and inconsistency on in the times and the shows. And, you know, you don't even know when stuff's airing anymore. And you just, they, you know, the, the consistency is just not there uh, as a show that needs to a bowling show that needs to be on, you know, at the same time every week on the same network. So there's some kind of consistency for the people. All right. So here's who we got this weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me for the PBA tour finals. You got Kyle Troop, Anthony Simonson. Ooh, ooh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be in Simo Simo coming back since the since the blow up the last time we saw him. Got to monitor what goes on there. You got Kyle Troop, Anthony Simonson, Chris Prather, EJ Tackett, Bill. Jesper, Francois, and Chris Vi. Chris Vi gets in because Belmo dropped out. Uh, those are your eight players for the PBA Tour Final. They're broken down into two groups. Group one is Troop, Tackett, O'Neill, and Vi. Group two is Simonson, Prather, Svensson, and Lavoie. 
I don't know how we'll be able to bet on this or if we'll be able to bet on this because the head-to-head competition doesn't start until the step ladders, uh, which are on Sunday. So, you know, I'll be keeping an eye out for that. But, you know, good good field of bowlers there. Nice event. It's like the showcase of the immortals, Mike. That's like top eight. Like you can't ask for a better field than that unless Belmo was in it, really. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that's top notch for sure. What is the money? Is there uh did they say on the website what the money looked like? Uh, you know, I'm I don't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. Look. I didn't see it, Mike. So that's kind of a little bit odd to me, right? Um Thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Yeah. I mean, all right. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I'm not not jumping for joy, but w- hey, look, like it's promoting your 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 best pros, right? Uh, and you're getting them TV time, and I, you know, look that that helps the sport. Now, so they're they're saying if Kyle Troop can win the thirty thousand dollar first place prize available in the PBA Tour Finals. He would be a mere eight hundred dollars away from reaching the half million dollar mark for the first time in PBA history. Okay, hey, so that's something that's to watch for there as well. Baby steps, baby oh, steps. Yeah, no, I'll have we'll, we'll have our eyes on it for sure. We'll be watching, especially because our guy is bowling. So, uh, good luck to those guys and uh, safe travels to all of them. But we'll be checking it out. Uh, Rob, we know the people are waiting for worst of the week. We're going to get to it in a minute. One more thing we got to talk about that somebody brought up in the chat here that we actually did not have on our list. The PBA is starting a league membership. Yeah. Do you have the details on that? Cause I read about it and I just kind of shook my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really look much at it either. Honestly. Let me see if I could dig that up, Mike, real quick. Um, and see, uh, yeah, bring it up. Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, I got it right here. Okay, so become a PBA Certified League Bowler. Earning awards has never been easier with the PBA Certified League Bowler program. By bowling in a league at a participating center, you'll have access to your game-by-game scores each week you bowl in your league. Sounds like a, a, a great benefit, Mike. These game scores will allow you to unlock awards throughout the league season. Okay, what awards throughout the league season? Doesn't say what awards. Don't wait to sign up today and start earning. Um, to create your account online by selecting your center and league, provide your account details and make a low annual payment of fourteen ninety five. This is a deal you don't want to miss out on. Once you you're in, start bowling in your league and watch that as your scores enter your profile. Each week you qualify to earn awards. What's easier than that? So you get a, a welcome kit. Upon sign-up, you receive a premium welcome kit valued at $89.95. The welcome kit includes an accessory bag, a microfiber bowling towel, a grip sack, a free game card for 25 free games. So I guess, Mike, just based on the 25 free games, the 20 f- and it is worth the $15 without really anything else, right? Because if you got 25 games at Bolero – you're probably looking at about six hundred and eighty dollars. So, <laughs> so twenty five free games is pretty good for fifteen dollars, no? Look, I'm, I'm like talking to myself here, Mike. Yeah, no, yo, it is. It's uh, I was gonna say twenty five free games. That's like a small fortune. 
Dude, fifteen for fourteen ninety five, you get twenty five games. I think it's worth it. You get a rosin bag, a towel. I'm all I'm all in on the twenty five free games. It's wild. I don't know. When I read it, I thought, wow, are they trying to compete with the USBC in another way here? Like they're yeah, already, guess, you know, they're already yeah. like uh, getting involved in the women's bowling. Robert, that's a really good question. I don't know. Is this certified? It didn't really say if this is for Bolero centers only. I would um, imagine or, it is, though. Yeah, but you would imagine that they would say that, right? Like, um, also the awards, Mike. As a PBA certified league bowler, you bowl and earn new scores each week. You'll earn awards. These awards include digital downloads to show off, Mike. Digital downloads to show off your achievements, plus lapel pins that will be shipped to your address once a year. Mike, those some bang up awards, Mike. Digital downloads to show off your uh, achievements. More, 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 more achievements online to 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 show off your your big one seventy five game, you know, in league. Um, but hey, look, I'm all I'm all about it because you get twenty five free games. So you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take it for fourteen ninety five. But if if it's only Bolero centers only, then uh, you know you have to figure out if that's if people are going to be entering this thing if it's not in a Bolero Center. But anyway, trying to get more more people involved and try to make some money. I look like the PBA is a business, so I'm not going to like fault them for trying to like get, you know, br- bring some income in. All right, Rob, let's do it. It is it is worst of the week time. Oh wait, my things Oh wait. Yeah, clearly we're not uh, technical professionals over here tonight. Uh, you, you want me to go first or you want to go first? No, you go ahead, Mike. I'm still debating on two two comments here. So, All right. I felt like there was a plural, uh, so many choices for worst of the week this week. Uh, I could have I, I chose the guy who posted about what would you rather do, bowl in a house where you shoot high scores or bowl in a house where your team wins money? I could have chose him. I did. <laughs> I could have chose the guy who posted about his 13-year-old son uh, going 2-0 and against a 17-year-old teen Masters bowler. Uh, could have chose that. Didn't. Didn't. Uh, could have chose the one about a guy who drilled a new storm ball and his high game was 267. But since he's gotten the new ball, he's gotten a 279, 2278. So that proves it was good purchase. Uh, could have posted about the guy who drilled a purple hammer and put a ball video up and might have been the worst physical execution of a ball video I have ever seen. Uh, but I'm actually going to go in this direction. There was a post uh, on the USBC message boards about Bayside and the crowds at Bayside. And the person in the post. I don't, I don't have the actual post because that wasn't the worst of the week. Uh, but the post was praising the fans at Bayside and saying, you know, it's great to see that type of enthusiasm and bowling being back. And the post was met with numerous, numerous comments of criticism from people about how they do – this is terrible. I'm going to read some of them. Here we are. These are all worst of the week. All these people won worst of the week, okay, for their yeah. responses. 
Uh, Trisha Tarrant, still annoying to listen to them, she says. Uh, Robert Prewiznazi says uh, it was a circus. Uh, right. He also says it was a sideshow, a spectacle, a reason why Boeing is never taken seriously anymore. Uh, Ryan Roderick agrees that that is perhaps what a circus looks like. Uh, So anybody who commented on that thread, anybody who has a a negative opinion of Bayside or, or the way that things are done there, congratulations. Uh, you get worse of the week, and it was a it was a competitive week, folks. It was a competitive week for worse of the week. So, shout to all those people because you really you really had to put something stupid out there this week to be worse of the week because uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of candidates. Rob, go ahead. Oh my goodness, um, where do I go here? Um, so. There was a post that uh, a gentleman named Jim Doran made, but his post isn't the worst of the week. It's the comment. Uh, so he posts about the PBA, um, you know, the CBA sports uh, tour, uh, you know, the, the what is that? The, what, what, what did we just talk about? Tour finals. Tour finals. finals, right? Sorry, I'm brain dead right now from work. Um, and he just put on, you know, the, the qualifying, the times, the days, and – what we just talked about, Mike. So we just ran through. He what he did is he posted it. Jack Leaper won worst of the week for me. His comment to that post about the PBA Tour Finals was more more boring PBA TV. Tired of these made for TV crap with the same bowlers over and over. Need real tourneys again. his <laughs> post? And I just couldn't stop laughing because people are so like just – I mean, you have the top eight bowlers from the last two years, Mike, on one show bowling for $30,000 in like three or four different shows. And live. here this guy – Live. Right. Okay. And here this guy is just completely shitting on it without even realizing or ha- never even watching the show. And that's where the internet is these days, Mike. It's just people, uh, miserable people who hate their lives. And the only way they get any kind of satisfaction is by shitting on stuff that they haven't even watched yet. You know, and that's what keeps bowling down, Mike. It's not, you know, um, it's not it's not you know that kind of what your post was it's oh you're it's yeah, yeah i know you're on. referring to my twitter post about bowlers you know uh not being willing to uh let some of the less skilled bowlers win. Well, well, let's wrap up worst of the week we'll get into that next week yeah okay i'm just saying sounds like Sounds like you were considering giving me worst of the week there. No, no, I had nothing to do with you. It was what I was talking about your post about Bayside. Bayside is not keeping bowling down. It's these people like Jack Leaper shitting on the PBA Tour final shows when you haven't even watched it yet. You know, okay, True. look, I don't – I'll shit on the show if it's boring. I'll be the first to get on here Wednesday nights and say, look, that show sucked. It was boring. But I'm not going to shit on a show where – 
they have the top eight players in the world, Mike. These are the top eight players in the world the last two years, excluding Belmonte, bowling on one show for 30,000 and multiple live shows where you it's just people are just miserable fucks these days, Mike. There's no way the US Open and the Masters were worth 30 grand this year. So keep that in perspective. For sure. Uh, Rob, always fun, man. Always a good week. Uh, any final thoughts here before we log off? Uh, yeah, uh, just looking forward to get out and bowling a little bit. Uh, bringing my purple hammer, Mike. You know, so if I have the gutter with the purple hammer, uh, I'll be excited about it. Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, just just excited to be back bowling. I bit. wish I had more time to bowl. Uh, there's so many good events popping up around my area right now. Uh, Greg Tack, July 4th weekend, is running a 10-game event on two different two different patterns, bowl five, re-oil, bowl another five. Uh, can't bowl it. I got July 4th plans the entire weekend. Um, yeah, that, it, several several good so, events going on around I, my I, area. I guess you know, so. Dougie we all know Vision, who turned, turned into the busiest. Around the area, you know, he he's now running uh like action brackets where you you know you basically pay a hundred bucks and there's eight people and the winner gets you know six hundred and the loser gets two or whatever it may be. Uh, so yeah, I wish I could get out there and uh, and bowl a little bit more right now, but all good. You know, I will uh, I'll eventually Dude. be out there. Robert, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm sure you guys can probably hear that I'm a little. I'm a little nasally still. I was, I was, uh, I was in bad shape on Father's Day. I'll say that, but uh, you know, wrapping up work and and starting my summer, uh, you know, made me uh, made, made me feel a little bit better. So, uh, Rob, we'll be tuned into the PBA Tour Finals this weekend. Uh, we'll be live tweeting. I'm sure there'll be some tweeting. There'll be some betting. Uh, follow us on Twitter. He's Brooklyn Rob Eleven. I am at the two one fifth. Hit us up at uh, the rack at Gmail. We love the emails, folks. Keep them coming. We love to hear from people. Uh, live bowling action this weekend, Rob. Live bowling action. Uh, we'll stay in touch with the people. We'll be here again next Wednesday to wrap it all up. Uh, everybody have a good week. Rob, have a good week. Rob, good luck at the tack. Rep for Sweep the Rack. Okay. My league name is Sweep. My league team name is Sweep the Rack. So go out there, rep for Sweep the Rack. And uh, good luck, man. We'll, we'll catch up with you on your bowling exploits next week as well. And uh, everybody have a great week, man. Hit us up. Appreciate it, man. Peace. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack Podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.